The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Takes, your Wednesday, July 19th edition, and we have a seven-game early, seven-game late slate, recording this on a Tuesday night. Um, hope everybody had a good Tuesday. Games are still wrapping up. Uh, things are looking good. Our little pitching philosophy is paying off nicely. Our $4,800 Mr. Smith got you around 17 DraftKings points right now. Can't ask for a whole lot more from that. That's outstanding. Most of the options we used looked pretty darn good up top. The gambles were gambles, and some didn't work as planned. Snell got yanked early. Ross was a disaster. Newcomb, yeah. The Smith was money. Told you I liked that upside a ton. Velasquez was good. Nova, not so much. Clevenger was a beast. Loved Clev today. Walk him out bad. Peacock and Kershaw both phenomenal. Over 30 DraftKings points apiece. So, yeah, pitching was there. You could get the bats going. Those Padre bats were very nice and cheap, as we talked about. Tons to like. Let's get into the Wednesday action. Take a look at the weather, which we avoided, luckily. But Cubs Atlanta, nice and warm in that one. But that will not be on our slate, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Never mind. Let me. That doesn't sound like it's on our slate. No, it is. Son of a gun. Yeah, that's right. R.A. Dickey's pitching. Never mind. Cubs Atlanta. Nice and warm in that one. Great hitting environment. Uh, Yankees, Twins, not bad. As you go down some more, Rockies and Padres are going to get into the 90s, mid-90s. It's going to be warm, and the ball will be flying even more than normal in Coors. As you go down some more, uh, wind blowing out the center in San Francisco between the Indians and the Giants. Heading to the evening slate, you have Rangers, Orioles, weather starting off in the 90s and very humid, great hitting environment there. Uh, Brew Crew at Pirates, not a bad hitting environment there either. As you go down some more, you got uh, Cardinals, Mets, nice and toasty. D-backs, Reds, these are just all great hitting environments on the uh, north, northern central United States and the northeast. Very nice stuff here. Detroit, Kansas City, wind blowing out hard to left and in the 90s. Very, 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 very nice. So, yeah, tons to enjoy with the bats, especially the evening slate. Let's get into your seven-game early slate. We have one expensive pitcher, one. Carlos Carrasco, 13-4 at the San Francisco Giants and well worth the price of admission. Sure, Carrasco struggled his last time. I got you 19.5 points prior to that, 31.8, 28.2 Laid an egg against the Rangers with a 33.3, 26.1. Lots to love with Carrasco going up against the Giants team. A, scoring like the worst offense in baseball almost. Yeah, the AT&T Park is the worst offense or worst park for offense in baseball. Giants team totals 373. Carrasco lefty's hitting 314. Righty's only 284. We know how bad the Giants are in it pretty much every facet of the game offensively. The only thing they don't do much is strike out. Strike about 19.5% of the time versus righty's. Carrasco in the last 30 days, 16th best on the barrel fifth. Getting barreled 4.84% of the time, but he's striking out 36.3% of the batters he's facing. Carrasco, if you can afford it, 13-4, very, very nice. Now we dip down below the five-digit range, below 10,000. You got Sunny Gray, 9,600 at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. 
if he doesn't get traded. So keep an eye on that one, but he's been very, very good. Uh, one, two, three, four, four straight, 20.5 points or more. He's been outstanding. And it's Cleveland, White Sox, Braves, and the White Sox. Again, last three have been at home. He's been phenomenal at home, especially of late, as you can tell. Going up against a Tampa team, it's always risk-reward as we speak about. The weather's going to be pretty nice to hit in, in the day action. But the Rays strike out 24.6% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Sunny strike around about 23%. And a ground ball rate of 553 which we really, really, really like. Tampa Bay's team total is the third lowest on the day slate at 3.88. Lefties 310, righties 343, reverse splits action. We know the Rays have tons of power. The Woba and ISO are insane. A 204 ISO versus right-handed pitching is outstanding. But as you've seen in the first two games, it's Oko Coliseum and it's hit and miss. The Rays can you know go bananas at any given moment, but at the same time they strike out a ton. And these pitchers have been cheap with upside. This Sunny's expensive, but 9600 could easily get you 20 plus points. Is what you're looking for on these days where the pitching's not the best. If you're not going Sunny Gray in that same game, you got Jacob Faria or Faria at 9400. Against Oakland, he's been great. 16.2 points his last time, 14-1, 20.6, 16-7, 31-6, 28-1, 23-3. Kid's been pretty good since getting called up, and on the road, he's been even better. At home, he's getting eight, averaging 18 points to start. On the road, 24.1, a 1.69 ERA on the road. 26 and two-thirds inning pitch, 27 strikeouts. He's been very, very good this year. Going up against an Oakland A's team, that strikes out 25.4% of the time versus righties. Farias striking out 24.3%. He's facing very low hard contact rate, very low home run to fly ball rate. Lots to like about Faria in this one. A's fourth lowest total on the day at 412. Lefties 238, righties 254. The A's do have power versus righties at a 197 clip, but uh, a lot to like with Faria. You can fade him. You know, I got Leandro Alonso. Lowry's been slumping, though. That's a big factor there. Uh, you know, Healy's slumping a ton. Chris Davis went deep on Tuesday night, but he's always uh, 0 for 4 or a couple home runs. You never know what you're going to get there. There's a lot to like with Faria at 9,400. And last but not least in this $9,000 range, Dan Straley, $9,200 at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, struggled his last out out against the Dodgers. Just wasn't striking guys out. He hasn't struck out guys very much at all lately, but... Before that, Dodgers start 24-4, you know, 11-7, 21-1, At home, he's been uh, getting 17 points for start, 2-4-3 ERA, 50 Ks in 55 and two-thirds innings pitch, something to like there. He's facing a Phillies team, as we saw tonight, and most nights, they do strike out quite a bit. They strike out 23.9% of the time versus right-handed pitching. I, I said Straley hasn't been striking out many of late, but... Overall, he's striking out 23.5% on the season, almost a 12% swinging strike rate. Lost to like in that hitter-friendly or pitcher-friendly ballpark in Miami. Um, when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies, they have the second lowest total on the day slate of 3.79. Lefties only 277. Lots of lefties in that lineup. Righties 318, barely an average Woba of 300, and an average ISO of 143. First right-handed pitching, Dan Straley. If he could just get some more strikeouts, he's outstanding. Definitely twenty point upside, twenty plus point upside. And at worst, I think he's got a decent floor of you know twelve, thirteen, maybe even fifteen points. I think there's a lot to like with Straley unless he just gets blown up for some reason. But ninety-two, very, very nice. So in your nine thousand dollar range, you got in this order: Gray, Faria, Straley. Lots to like in those ones. Uh, all good K upside pitchers. If you don't want to pay up for Carrasco at 13-4, these are all good guys to start with, mix and match with. Lots to like there. When you drop down below that, we got a guy at $7,700, Charlie Morton of the Houston Astros at home against the Seattle Mariners. Chucky coming off a 21.9-point performance against the Twins prior to that at Toronto at 17.9. Those are his first two starts after being on the DL for quite some time, where he still pitched pretty well prior to that. At home, he's averaging 19.6 DraftKings points per start, 53 strikeouts and 47 innings pitched. Very, very good stuff with Chucky uh, this season. Facing the Mariners, who I forgot to show you that, I believe. Give me one second. He has faced twice this year, combined 11 innings, 12 hits, 5 earned, 10 Ks, averaging 12.3 points per game against the Mariners. Hoping for a little more out of that, of course. We saw Peacock absolutely dominate today. People say the Mariners don't strike out a ton. They don't chase a lot. Well, they strike out 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching, and Chucky uh, wants to follow in Peacock's footsteps. Charlie strikes out about 25% he faces. 
And the best part is, you know, hard contact at 35-3 is not ideal. Home run of five ball, 17.8%, not ideal. But a 50.6% ground ball rate helps a ton, especially in that ballpark. So Charlie is a very good look here. He's the one, two, three, fifth lowest total with the with the Mariners on the day slate of four one six. Lefty's only two ninety, righty's three forty seven. Uh, we saw the Mariners blow up on McCuller, struggle against Peacock. You don't know which team you're going to get. Could be the good, could be the bad. But for seventy seven hundred upside with Charlie and out of the other options tonight, he's one of the last ones. We're going to look at seventy four hundred or seventy seven hundred for Charlie Morton in that same matchup. A sneaky play, you know, the blow-up's always there against the Astros, but he has been great once he started figuring things out. People thought he might have been tipping pitches or whatever. Uh, Twenty, Basically 24 more points in three of his last four starts. I'm talking James Paxton coming off six innings, two earned, nine Ks against the White Sox. Most importantly, even though he, he you know, two earned, two earned, one earned, three earned in his last four, but nine Ks in three of his last four starts. Goes at least six innings. Lots to like there. And most importantly, he's faced Houston twice this year in two starts, 13 combined innings, six hits, zero earned runs, 13 Ks. It's a strikeout per inning, averaging 26.9 DraftKings points against the high-powered Houston offense that will not have Carlos Correa. Sure, they still have Altuve. They still have Springer, Gaddis, and the list goes Marvin Gonzalez. The list goes on and on. They do have weapons for days. There's no sugarcoating that. But Paxton is in, I'll even go as far as saying an elite arm, at 7400 bucks, It's a horrible matchup. Well, not horrible. It's a bad matchup. And that's why I think it would be really low-owned and tremendous upside. I laughed. I uh, had Vince Velasquez in a single-entry tournament tonight. I had him in a few. Like, I played the same lineup in a few tournaments, but a single-entry. Velasquez was less than 1% owned. Tremendous upside. He pitched well. He got me on like 18 points or something. At the top of my head, I could be off. But pitched really, really well for the ownership. It's huge. Paxton, tremendous upside. 4-3-4 team total for the Astros. Very low for them. Uh, lefty's 276, righty's 295 off of Paxton. Now, sure, the Woba's insane. The ISO's insane for the Astros. We know they can hit the baseball. We would not be surprised if they blow Paxton up. And that's what DraftKings factors into the price, the price of um, $7,400. But Paxton's only a 115 road dog at the moment. And so Vegas, he's even showing him respect where he's almost even, you know, pick him, pick him type stuff. But the price tag's crazy. It's tremendous what you could get. Houston doesn't strike out a ton, sure, 17% of the time versus lefties. In the last 30 days, Paxton's sixth best on the barrel FIP. Listen for this one. In the last 30 days, James Paxton getting barreled. This is from Animal House, folks. 0.00% of the time. He has not given up a barrel in the last 30 days. He's striking out almost 31% of the batters he's facing in the last 30 days. Now, I, I want to keep prefacing it. It's the goddamn Astros. Anything can happen. But 13% swing strike rate. Home run to fly ball, 7%. I think he's a makes for a very, very good. If, you, if you're willing to take a risk and willing to deal with problems, he makes for a very nice GPP play. And last but not least, uh, the only real punt you could say we're looking at is Jordan Montgomery of the New York Yankees going up against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota for $6,200. Price tag is uh, is what's doing it for us here because there's not much below Paxton that I like on this even, uh, morning slate, day slate. And Montgomery, we've used him a lot, but he's struggled of late. 3.6 points, 9.6, 10.4. Prior to that, that was at Boston against Milwaukee at Houston. Three really good offenses. Prior to that, though, pretty darn good. Really good. A lot of 20-point performances. The upside's there. We know he's got strikeout stuff. Um, last 30 days, he's 25th worst on the barrel fit, so he barely makes that. Getting barreled 6.25% of the time, striking out 21.4%. Doesn't walk a ton. And he was limiting hard contact quite a bit. Face those three tough teams. Shocker, your hard contact rate goes up. Minnesota strikes out about 20% of the time versus lefties. Still, overall in the season, 27.6% hard contact rates outstanding. 13.5% swinging strike rate. And Minnesota, you know, a 474 total is rather high. But lefties only 273. Righties only 306. Dozier and Snow, you definitely worry about versus lefty. There's no questions there. But a 303 Wobe is barely above average and a 127 ISO. That is really, really, really bad stuff right there. So it's something to keep an eye on. It, it's intriguing. As a punt play, you got a Twins team that overall has not been good against lefties. Now, Montgomery's struggling, so the blow-up's there. If you don't want to punt, you know, pay for Paxton. Gamble with, if, you're gonna, if you want to gamble, gamble with Paxton for 1200 more. Knock yourself out. But the options are there. So down below, Montgomery, Morton, Paxton, 
overall, I got Carrasco up top, Gray, Faria, Straley in the middle, then Montgomery, Morton, and Paxton in your low-priced punts. Let's take a look at the bats for this early slate at the catcher's position. Gary Sanchez is against Barrios at 45. Love me some Evan Gaddis against Paxton if you're fading Paxton. Gaddis versus the lefty is great. 4,300. He double donged on Tuesday night. Lots to like there. He's on fire. Um, averaging double digits in his last 10 games. Wilson Contreras continues to rake. He went deep again on Tuesday. Facing a knuckler, it's tough to say, you know, without a lot of experience, how he's going to do against a knuckler with 4,200 versus Dickey. Dickey could be a punt. We've used him a lot lately. If you want to use him as a punt, I have no problem with it. I think there's more upside with Montgomery, but Dickey could be another punt I did not mention before. As you go down the list, you got the guys like JT Real Muto, 3,400 versus Nick Pavetta. One thing, day game, night game, day game after a night game, beware of you could get some good value when the lineups come out. Just put it that way because a lot of guys might, a lot of catchers might get the day off and you get some value in that one. But um, when it comes to Pavetta, lefties 289, righties are hitting 415 off Nick Pavetta, and he's been really bad on the road compared to at home. Really, really bad. So the Miami makes for an interesting play. Real Muto at 3,400, hitting middle of the top of the order in that one. Uh, Kurt Suzuki of, Chicago, of Atlanta. If he's in the lineup against uh, the lefty Montgomery at 33, definitely worth a look there. As you go down some more, you know, if Hector Sanchez gets to start again versus John Gray and Coors at 32, that's worth a look. Tyler Flowers, if if it's not Suzuki, Flowers at 31 versus Montgomery is definitely in play there. If Hannigan starts for Colorado versus Clayton Richards at 3K, that's not bad at all for some Coors action in that one. Otherwise, Tom Murphy at 29, not horrible either. Um, look and see who's catching for Cleveland. Matt Cain's on the mound at 2,900. You got Gomes at 2,900. If I can find the other one, I'll let you know, but he hasn't popped up yet. Uh, as you go down some more, Chris Jimenez likely to start versus the Letty Montgomery for the Twins at 28 could be in play. Andrew Knapp for Philadelphia. He will, or I would say he should be starting. Rupp got to start today versus the lefty. Knapp versus the righty Straley. When you look at Philadelphia, lefty's 277. Righty's 318 versus Straley. Um, as you go down some more, you got like Bruce Maxwell of the A's versus Faria at 25 as a punt option there. Um, Roberto Perez, that's the guy, 2,500 for Cleveland. If Gomes doesn't start, Perez might be worth a play in that one. Otherwise, see what lineups come out. You might get some nice sneaky value at the catcher's position. Going over to first base, A to the Rizzo, 5,400 versus Dickey is nice. Freeman at 52 versus Montgomery. Don't worry about the lefty-lefty. Mark Reynolds, 4,800 versus Clayton Richards is outstanding. Not just because it's Coors, it's Reynolds versus Richards. you got to love that at 4,800. Justin Bohr versus Pavetta. We mentioned the reverse splits with Pavetta, but Bohr is swinging a hot stick. 4,600. Keep him in mind. And then Ian Desmond, if you're not using Reynolds. Desmond has first base outfield, so you can throw him in the outfield if you'd like. 46 versus Richard, definitely worth a look. Told you guys Will Myers crushes it in Coors. He went deep on Tuesday night. He's 43 versus John Gray. Continues to be low-owned. I love the Padres again. I know John Gray's good. It's Coors, though. You take your gambles and you get the value with the lower-owned Padres. They are playing really well. Seven more runs tonight. Lots of home runs. Guys I mentioned, I have a, a crazy good lineup. The two guys that weren't in Coors got five points each. If they double-digit, we're making some really good cash tonight. Really disappointed in that one. Um, as you go down some more, you got Guriel, 4K versus Paxton, if you're fading Paxton. Yonder Alonso, 37 versus Faria is not a bad look at all if you're not using Faria in this one. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of... Uh, da, 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 da. If Choi starts for the Yankees, he's first base outfield eligible at 32. Um, Garrett Cooper of the Yankees, 3K versus Barrios if you want to go that way. Probably wouldn't, but you can. Uh, as you go down some more, Sean Rodriguez, if he gets to start for the... Braves, he's first base, second base eligible, facing the lefty Montgomery at twenty hundred bucks. Rodriguez could be a nice little play right there. I don't mind that at all at a punt. Probably punt more at second than at first, but not bad for twenty eight hundred versus the lefty Montgomery. One at second base, you got Altuve versus Paxton at fifty two is great if you're not using Paxton. Canover's more than forty seven, tremendous upside. Dozier only forty six versus Montgomery, like that a lot. Save you save six hundred on Altuve with the upside of Dozier. LeMahieu at 45 versus Richards and Coors is outstanding. So, of course, guys up to Jose Ramirez, second base, third base, is only 45 versus Kane. That's tremendous. Got to like that. Uh, Brandon Phillips against the lefty Montgomery at 39. That's great. If you're not paying up and you want to pay below 4K, 
Phillips at 39, very solid play first Montgomery. Swinging a good stick, hits lefties really well. Like that a lot. I mentioned Carlos. I'm going to butcher his last name. A-S-U-A-J-E. If someone knows how to say it, let me know. Um, I don't watch many Padres games live. He's uh, 3,600 against Gray. I love him. He's been batting second. He had 13 points on Monday night. He went deep on Tuesday. I think he got close to 20 points. Playing a really good ball, hitting him top of that order. In Coors at 36, tremendous upside there. Even if you're not stacking the Padres, you can get the value of a Coors player. You can put him like a two-man stack or just sprinkle him as one-offs in lineups. You need value, and they pay off. I've been doing that with Blash. I did it with this guy. I did it with a couple others this week, and it works out really, really well for the value you're getting because not all opponents get priced like this. It's pretty crazy. Take advantage where you can. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is back for Philadelphia. He's 3,300 versus Straley. Definitely, we know the upside he has. He's still kind of trying to get back from the DL, so he might not be on fire yet, but remember that upside there. Uh, as you go down some more, Jed Lowry struggling, but only 2,800 versus Faria is not bad. Brad Miller, 2,800 with Homer upside versus John Gray, or Sonny Gray, I mean. I'd probably go Lowry, even though he's slumping just for the matchup, but if you want to go another 28, like I mentioned, Sean Rodriguez versus Montgomery. You got those options there. Uh, check lineups. You might get some more um, options down below later. Let's head over to third base. Arenado had the night off on Tuesday. Better be in the lineup versus Richards at 5,500. Outstanding play. Mentioned Freeman earlier. Chris Bryant at 51. You got Marvin Gonzalez, 46. Not bad. I like Jose Ramirez at 45. I'd probably go Arenado, then Ramirez in that order. Miguel Sano at 41 versus Montgomery's on an outstanding price tag. Uh, went deep on Tuesday. Definitely a good price at 41. It's kind of a steal, actually. Spangenberg, third base outfield, was with 39 in Coors versus Gray. Definitely worth a look there. Uh, as you go down some more, Camargo versus Montgomery at 37. It's a little steep, but it's not bad. Um, as you go down some more, you get the likes of uh, Mikel Franco. Went deep. He's 3K. Reverse splits on Lee if you want to punt with power upside. You know, easy 0 for 4 upside also, but 3K with the power upside. Save you some money because pitching, you might have to pay up a little bit today, so... If you're going to punt, it always helps to have a guy that has power. Not all guys have power. You punt sometimes just for like the five-point upside, like our JT Riddles. But if you can punt and get a guy with power upside, it's even better. Shortstop, Lindor at 45 versus Kane's outstanding. Gene Segura at 43. Trevor Story versus a lefty in Coors. Story's been horrific, but 4200 bucks might be worth a nice little gamble on a day of game in Coors. It has been weird. This is not a trend to just follow because as the summer goes on, runs happen more and more in Coors. But so far this year, I don't have the exact numbers. The day games in Coors on the weekdays, like the getaway days, have been eerily low scoring. It'll probably be like a 14 to 12 game tomorrow on Wednesday, I mean. But for some reason, just very odd. And I love it because it helps me make money elsewhere when I fade them. But it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, as you go on, you know, Didi Gregorius went deep on Tuesday. He's 3,400 with Barrios. I love Barrios. If you want to gamble against New York, I have no problem with it. He's just looked really bad his last few. I'd rather spend money elsewhere, a little more stability elsewhere. But shortstop's pretty bleak. Um, see what lineups come out for value there. Not too much to fall in love with on your shortstop's lineups. you got Riddle down there in our normal below 3K range. Outfield, Blackman at 58. Lefty, lefty, I don't care. Guy is just a double-digit point machine. Uh, Judge struck out against Bartolo Colon on Tuesday. If you missed Gift City all over Twitter, it's there. Springer at 52 is outstanding versus Paxton. Uh, Gerardo Parra, I don't care about lefty-lefty there either, 48. Stanton went deep again on Tuesday. The guy is on fire. He's almost a must-play right now at 4700 bucks. Especially against the reverse splits like Pavetta. Love Giancarlo to go deep again on Wednesday. I uh, mentioned Marlon Gonzalez. you got Ian Desmond, like I mentioned, at 46. Marcelo Zuna at 45 is not bad at all. As you go down some more, you know, like Brantley and Zimmer, both 43 versus Matt Cain. That's sneaky good. Matt Cain's just not good right now, guys. Really not good. Um, as you go down some more, you know, Schwarber at 42 against some knuckleballers. Dicey, but if you want to go there, Odubo Herrera keeps hitting better and better. His price tag's up to 4,100. Perella and Coors against Gray at 41 is not bad either. Uh, as you go down some more, you got the likes of like Jason Hayward and Zobers at 4K versus Dickey. It's okay if you want to go that route. Yellick at 39 versus Pavetta is not bad at all. I mentioned Spangenberg already. Matt Kemp hits lefties with a ton of power. He's facing Montgomery. He's only 3,900. So the Braves, as we can tell, are priced down. So keep an eye on some of those bats there. Um, 
You got the likes of the right-handed batter Marisnik versus Paxton at 38. That's expensive for Marisnik, but it would be an interesting GPP play. Uh, a little farther down you go, like um, Corey Dickerson, 36 versus Sonny Gray. Uh, Jabari Blash continues to put up points another double-digit Tuesday night. He's 3,600 versus Sonny Gray. Or not, John Gray. I keep mixing them up, sorry. It's John Gray. Let's keep him in mind. Um, as you go down some more, Nick Williams versus Straley at 34. Some nice power upside for the Phillies in that matchup. Don't mind that at all. Um, just a little farther down, you got the likes of Matt Joyce, 33 versus Faria. Troy, I mentioned at 32. Then it gets bleak. You got John Jay at 31, probably towards the top of the order for the Cubbies against Dickey in that matchup. If Nava leads off for the Phillies, 2800 bucks for a punt leading off isn't horrible. And then check lineups to see what other value comes from down below. So there you have it. Pitching again, Crasco's up top. There are middles, Gray, Faria, Straley down below, Montgomery, Morton, Paxton. Let's take a look at your... Uh, potential stacking options on your day slate. As we've mentioned a few times, you have the likes of uh, Coors in play between Colorado and San Diego. That's obvious, Captain Obvious type stuff. As you go down some more, you have uh, the Cubs versus Dickey. Not bad, 4.95 total. Lefties, 330. Righties, 340. The Indians versus Matt Kane, you absolutely love. 4717 total. Lefties, 378. Righties, 352 off Kane. Barrios has been struggling lately, so if you want to go Yankees, you can. I like the left, the right-handed bats of the Twins versus Montgomery. The Marlins against Pavetta at 4-7-1 total is sneaky as well. And then I like the Braves. You get some cheap Braves righties in there at 4-5-5 total against Mike Montgomery. Could be very intriguing as well. And you can go elsewhere from there if you'd like. We'll do overall BVP at the end of Quick Hits, so stay tuned for that one. But let's move on to the seven-game evening slate and we get started off with the highest price pitcher Mr. Jacob DeGrom at 12-6 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals the Mets are struggling the Cardinals are shutting down their bats they need DeGrom in a bad way coming off a 39 point performance against the Rockies and then he had 17 in his prior start in St. Louis where he went 7 innings, 8 hits 4 earned on 4 solo homers only 5 strikeouts so 4 solo shots got him uh, eight hits, four solo shots. So keep that in mind. Um, DeGrom's outstanding, though. He's 19th best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 4.32% of the time, striking out 29.5% of the batters he's facing. St. Louis strikes out 21.3% of the time. They are the lowest total on the evening slate at 374. Lefty's hit 288, righty's 308 versus DeGrom. Yeah, DeGrom's definitely in play. St. Louis has hit New York really well this year as a whole. So it's sneaky, but DeGrom definitely worth a look. If you want to gamble a little more, you can save 900 bucks and go to Zach Granke. That's 11-7 at Cincinnati. It's not a good place to pitch in, but he's been outstanding. 30.8 points his last time out um, against Cincinnati at home. Seven innings, four hits, nowhere in seven Ks for 30.8. That's not a good uh, pitching environment either. So he's been really, really good back-to-back 30-point performances after scuffling a little bit. The Reds do hit really well. The last 30 days, uh, Granke's 10th best on the barrel. Thipping the barrel 2% of the time, striking out 27% of the batters he's facing. Um, Cincinnati strikes out almost 21% of the time versus righties. It's dicey because we know the power in that ballpark. It can get wild. It can get really wild. Cincinnati's team totals 449. Lefties 292. Righties 301. GPP play with Zach Granke. So up top, I go to Grom, and then I go Granke. Then we drop down to Garrett Cole, $8,900 at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Lefties hit him well. It's that norm, it's the thing we keep saying. It worked out for cool. It worked out okay for Nova until he gave up runs late. Even the 300 homer shot wasn't a killer because he was getting the strikeouts. He's coming off a 15.1 performance against St. Louis, but then great at Philly. Struggled against the Giants of all teams, and great at St. Louis. He's faced Milwaukee twice this year in 14 innings, 5 hits, 2 earned, 13 Ks, averaging 26.1 draftings points per start against Milwaukee. We're going for that K upside in that matchup at 8900 bucks. It's definitely there. After Cole, the pitching's pretty rough. Um, I'm going Drew Pomerantz, 7200 at home against the Toronto Blue Jays. Pomerantz, 14.7, 18.9, 17.3, 26.9. 
his last four starts. I take any of those the way the pitching slate looks up at $7,200. Um, he's faced Toronto once this year, five innings, one earned, three Ks for 17.3 points. Been much better at striking guys out at home, 60 Ks and 46 innings pitched, averaging 17.9. DraftKings points at home this season. Uh, Toronto's faced back-to-back lefties in Johnson and uh, – uh, I'm blanking on who threw on Monday night. But uh, they've done very well shutting them down for the most part, giving up a few runs but getting the job done. Oh, Erod. Erod, he got beat up early but then settled down, struck out like eight guys in like five, a third or six innings. So Pomerantz definitely has that upside. You have to worry once in a while walks for Pomeranz. But as a whole, uh, Blue Jays strike out 21.4% of the time versus lefties. Pomeranz striking out 25.5. He faces ground ball rate over 45%, which is very nice. Team total for Toronto is um, 479. Lefties hitting 316. Righties only 289 versus Pomeranz. Nice reverse splits in that matchup. Makes him intriguing because I think a lot of guys will try to avoid him because they see the Toronto bats and they get worried. And rightfully so, there's some thump there. But for 7200 bucks, there's tremendous upside. So in the middle, Cole and Pomerantz. We have DeGrom, Granke, Cole, Pomerantz so far. And the punts are ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, I might not even use them. I might just pay up for pitching and get valued bats on Wednesday night. If you want, you can roll the dice with Mike Leak at 6600 These are the kind. These are the punts I'll be looking at if I use any. He's really struggled. Two of his last, or three of his last four starts, six or less points. He had twenty three point two at home against the Washington. Um, hasn't faced the Mets this year on the road. He's been much better with a two eight four ERA at a three three eight, averaging seventeen point four points on the road. He just doesn't strike guys out. That's one really terrifying thing. He's fifteenth worst on the barrel fifth the last thirty days. He's only getting barreled four point one three percent of the time, but they're taking advantage of his ten point seven four percent walk rate. And only a 13.22% strikeout rate. And the Mets strike out only 19% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So there's going to be a lot of balls in play most likely. But they do have one of the lower team totals on the evening slate, which is why this kind of caught my eye. They have the second, they have the third lowest team total at 426 on the evening slate. Lefty's hitting 315, righty's 311. We know the thump is there with the Mets. But Waka and Wainwright pitched really well so far. Maybe Leak can pull a rabbit out of his ass, too. He's 6,600 worth a look. Jason Hamill, 64 at home versus Detroit. Um, averaging 11.1 points on the season. 11.2, 14.9, 3.5, 14.5 in his last three starts. Averaging 11.1 points at home. He had one start on the year versus Detroit. Four and a third, four hits, four earned, four walks, two Ks for one. DraftKings points. It's scary. Bad start. But you look at overall in his career, he's faced, he's done really well against the lineup the Tigers are throwing out. I really don't want to use him at all. I'm just saying he's an option. He's pitched really well at times this year, and he's in a very nice pitching ballpark in Kansas City, even though the conditions weather-wise are not going to be good. So GPP only. And last but not least, if you really want to gamble, really, really want to gamble, for 5300 bucks, you can throw Martin Perez against Baltimore. Okay. We saw Ross get destroyed on Tuesday. We saw Cashner throw a gym on Monday. Baltimore, I say it all the time, is bipolar. 10.4, 8.2, 10.3, 12.8. That's three as his last four starts for Martin Perez. He has not faced Baltimore this year. Um, it's sketch, sketch, sketch city. When you look at Martin Perez, uh, where is he at? Baltimore, here's the... Parts that are kind of intriguing. You know, Perez has a 44.5% ground ball rate, which is nice. Only strikes out 16.2%, but Baltimore strikes out 25.2% of the time versus lefties. That's intriguing. They have the highest total on the evening slate at 546, but lefties 278, righties 347, a Woba of only 308 against lefties. They have a decent ISO of 156. It's a tremendous gamble at 5,300. You'll pay more than that for a lot of bats on a given night. So as a punt, give me double-digit points. We walk away and see what we can do. So that's why I'd probably use Perez over any of those three at the punts. If I had to use a punt at all, I might just use Paul Rand as my cheapest guy. It's that bad. So you're pitching overall. DeGrom, Granke up top. Cole, Pomeranz in the middle. Then you have Lee Camel, Perez down below. Let's look at your bats. Catching. Salvador Perez, 3,700 versus Verlander. We love some Salvi again. 
the Royals have tremendous history against Verlander. Verlander's hasn't been good most of the year, period. Especially on the road, he struggled a lot. Um, we'll get into the BVP. The hitting conditions are great. I hope Casey doesn't lay an egg on Wednesday because it is a phenomenal matchup for them that they've exploited in the past. Uh, Alex Avila against Jason Hamill, 3500 bucks. It's tremendous. First base catcher eligible. We know how Avila crushes right-handed pitching. If Trinos, I say this every time, he hasn't played the first two games, so maybe Wednesday is the lucky day. But Trinos, 3500 versus Gossman. Reverse splits. Righties crush Kevin Gossman. On the year so far, we're looking at um, Texas's team totals, 504, one of the highest. Lefties, 311. Righties, 361. Give me some Trinos, please. If he makes the lineup, of course. As you go down some more, you look into the likes of uh, Austin Barnes. If he gets to start for the Dodgers facing the lefty Rodon, 3,400. Got to like that quite a bit. Barnes has been very productive, especially against left-handed pitching. Look into that. Look into Francisco Cervelli. Went deep on Tuesday facing Zach Davies at 3,400. When you look at the Pirates, Davies, lefties, 343, but righties are still hitting 316. Cervelli's been a very productive catcher, 3,400. Wellington Castillo, Beef Wellington, destroys left-handed pitching. So if you're not using Perez as a punt, Beef Wellington at 3,300 is a great play in that matchup. Phenomenal play. Uh, I mentioned Chris Herman on Tuesday for 3K. He went ding-dong city. He had 20 points. Catcher outfield eligible at 3,300 versus Adelman. If he's in the lineup, we definitely look at Herman again as a great catching option. There's some really good catchers to target here. Way better than that early slate. As you go down some more, Manny Pena, 30K versus Cole. Not bad at all. Uh, you go down a little farther. Uh, you look into the likes of, if, whew, I guess what we'll to see the likes. Maybe Jeff Mathis at 28 if you have to. Sandy Leone, 25 versus Aaron Sanchez is intriguing. Um, wait and see what the lineups bring out. We might get some value down here. But overall, you might be paying up in the 3K range, low threes at catcher. Going over to first base, Goldie at 56 versus Adelman. Arizona versus Adelman is outstanding um, in that ballpark. Everything is to like. 501 total. Lefties 335. Righties 343 off Adelman. D-backs at 342. Woba's insane and a 194 ice over righties. In that ballpark is even better. Arizona is definitely in play. Bellinger at 5K. He's been playing well, but the lefty-lefty, I'm not saying he can't hit lefties. I might just pick other options, but... Rodon doesn't seem to go deep into games, so you could get late bullpen for Cody if you want to play that game. Justin Smoke destroys left-handed pitching. He's 4,500. Votto versus Granke, don't ignore it. He's 4,400. It's Joey Votto. There's certain guys, yeah, the, the big guys, you don't worry about who they're facing. You get a discount at 4,400, you look into it. Not saying you use them everywhere, but you don't ignore it. That's all I'm saying. Eric Thames, 43 versus Cole. Lefties versus Cole. Uh, as you go down some more... Maybe some Mike Napoli at 41 to be different. Because a lot of guys won't use the righty-righty, but we know how righty hit Gossman. So keep Napoli in mind at 41. Miguel Cabrera is one of the few that has good history against um, Hamill, 4K. Price tags at the 4K, finally. Eric Hosmer at 39 versus Verlander, definitely in play. We'll get to why later, as we love those matchups. Lucas Duda continues to hit really, really well. He's 3,800 versus Leak. Not sure exactly what he did on Tuesday, but Monday, 19 points. Sunday, 14. 9 on Saturday, 12 on Friday. So since the All-Star break, 19, 14, 9, and 12. He's hitting really, really well uh, against guys like Mike Leak with the Mets. You're looking at lefties, 315. Righties, 311. As you go down some more, Trey Mancini went deep on Tuesday. Definitely worth a look at 3,600 versus Perez. I mentioned Avila at 35. K with a Chris Davis at 35 versus Preb. Don't worry about lefty-lefty. Um, as you go down some more, if you don't want to pay up, you can go Victor Martinez at 32. He's actually been decent of late. I still don't like using him, but he had 21 points on Monday. I know he drove in some runs on Tuesday. So VMart at 32 could be an intriguing play. Um, as you go down some more, it gets bleak, of course. So let's see what the lineups look like for extra value. Second base, Chris Taylor versus Lefty Rodon at 42, leading off for the Dodgers, is in play. Dodgers team total versus Rodon. Where do they have them at? They're towards the top. 507 total. Lefties 276. Righties 335. Dodgers 
ISO of 210 versus left-handed pitching is insane. Pedroia 4,200%. Pedroia is swinging a really, really hot stick right now. Scope 41 versus Perez. Merrifield 4K versus Furlander. Both nice plays there. Kinsler 39 versus Hamlet. Kinsler swinging it well. Back-to-back double-digit ball games. As Drupal Cabrera 3,900 versus Leak. Like that quite a bit. Has some very good history in the past versus Leak. Um, go down somewhere. Maybe Scalso 3,700 if you want to get weird. Odor 36 versus Gossman. I don't care if he's a lefty. You can smoke it. Yoan Moncada. Got called up tonight, Tuesday night, for Wednesday's action versus the White Sox after they made the Frazier trade and everything. He's second base, third base eligible on DraftKings. He's 3400 bucks. It is Quinta Maeda. He's either good or he's really, really bad. Moncada could be sneaky value at 3400 second base, third base eligible. A guy we love, Paul DeJong, has some good history. Very small sample, like three at-bats versus DeGrom at $3,300. Second base shortstop, if you want to go that direction. And then as you go down some more, you wait and see lineups for the value plays, of course. As we get to the third base position, Jacob Lamb, 51 in Cincinnati against Adelman, is outstanding. Justin Turner at 46 versus Rodon is great. One of the best hitters in baseball against lefties this season. Hard hit rate, barrel rate, whatever you want to call it, he's got it. Machado, 46 versus Martin Perez, is outstanding as well. Donaldson versus Pomeranz at 45 is worth a look. Travis Shaw went deep again on Tuesday. He's 45 versus Cole and in play. Adrian Beltre, 42 versus Gossman. Third base, loaded tonight. Loaded on Wednesday night. As you go down some more, sort of value, Moustakis at 36 is outstanding. Nick Castellanos only had 45 DraftKings points on Tuesday. I loved him. I used him. He was on my cover. Um, sadly, JD was on there too. Got trading because I loved him in the matchup. Castellanos was huge. He had 21 points on Monday. He's crushing the baseball. We keep saying it was the positive regression was coming. If you just looked at his advanced stats, he was getting very, very unlucky this year. Boy, oh boy, is he breaking out right now. At 3600 bucks, could be in for another nice night on Wednesday. That's some value. Take advantage of it while you can. Uh, again, Moncada, 34. As you go down... On that Yankees day game, maybe Todd Frazier cracks the lineup. He's 32 on DraftKings, but he'll be in the Yankees game against Barrios. So keep that in mind. Eugenio Suarez, 32 versus Granke. So you want to punt something. And then other than that, you got David Fries, only 28 versus Davies. Has some upside at a cheap price tag there. Heading over to the shortstop position. Corey Seager at 48. Chris Owens at 46. I love a ton. He was back in cleanup on Tuesday at 44. I liked him. I don't care if it's righty or lefty. 46. Owings upside is nice. Andres at 41, not bad at all. As Rubel Cabrera, like I mentioned earlier, at 39 is very solid. Jordy Mercer hitting righties very, very well this year at 3,800 bucks. Could be a nice below 4K option for you there. As you go down some more, like Cozart 35, we loved him on Tuesday against the lefty, and he did very, very well against Granky, not as much. Tulo at 34 had another good night. We'll take him again at 34, not a bad price tag. Ketel Marte at 34 if he gets a start. Played great in AAA, so maybe worth a dart there. Paul DeJong again, 33. And then it's bleak. you got to see what value comes out, like Dixon Machado, Cetus Escobar, Torres. Different value that pops up at the middle infield positions. They're always worth punts. Heading to the outfield, Mookie Betts at 52. Definitely in play. A.J. Pollock had another good game on Tuesday. He started really swinging well at 51. Part of your Arizona stackage. Conforto at 51 against Leaks, an outstanding play as well. McCutcheon, 47. Peralta at 46. With Owings, a part of your Arizona Magic. Definitely worth a look. Uh, J.D. Martinez, they already have him for the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. He's going to be in Cincinnati against Adelman at 4,400. I think i got to use him. His first game with Arizona, you got to use him with his new ball club in the middle of that order. My goodness, in that ballpark, that could be fireworks for J.D. at 4,400. Jay Bruce at 44 is outstanding. Joey Bats, 43, with some nice upsides. Same with Trumbo at 43. Both facing lefties. Good matchups there. Mentioned things. Mentioned Taylor already. Uh, as you go down some more, Adam Jones versus Perez at 4K. Steve Pierce hits lefties really, really well. He's 4K versus Pomeranz. Those guys are both worth, worth looks in that one. Jay up, 39 versus Hamill for a below 4K option. A not bad below 4K option. Adam Duvall, 39. No more Mazzara, 38 versus Gossman. I like that quite a bit. Tommy Pham continues to crush. I know he's facing DeGrom. If you just want a one-off, we're not looking to target DeGrom. He had 10 more points tonight. He had 25 points on Monday. He's averaging over 
like over double digits basically his last 10 games. He's swinging the bat really, really well against lefties and righties. Melky Cabrera, 37 versus Kenta Maeda. Definitely worth a look. Melky's been swinging it really good. Don't Tuesday night was Kershaw. Move past that. He's swinging a really, really good bat. Um, you go to like a Sensu Chu leading off against Gossman. He went deep leading off on Tuesday. Definitely worth a look. Mentioned Mancini. As you go down some more, you got like uh, Kevin Pillar versus Palmer at 34. He's batting towards the bottom of the order, which really stinks, but he's there. Mikey Montuck has some power at 33, filling in for J.D. Martinez right now. Joey Ricard of Baltimore facing the lefty at 3,300. Has some nice value upside in that one. Mentioned Chris Herman at 33. I love love that play if he's in the lineup for Adelman. So much value in that lineup in that ballpark. Tremendous value. Um, as you go down some more, you know, Adam Ingle usually bats ninth for the White Sox from the left side versus Maeda at 3K if you need a punt. That's going to be another one. You have to see what, what guys come out. Like, all of a sudden, Sierra came out for St. Louis. I used him on a little bit here and there. Didn't do a ton, but he's got upside. Um, I haven't even seen him yet. Oh, there he is. He's 2,700 versus DeGrom. Much better matchup, obviously, on Mondays and Tuesday than on Wednesday. That's the problem. So, yeah, wait and see. There's not much else. Like maybe Alex Gordon at 2,100 versus Verlander. That's sneaky, actually. I know Gordon's been bad. You can also get Brandon Moss at 23 versus Verlander. They both haven't been great this year, but they have power upside for a pump play at that price. It's interesting. So there's your there's your bats. You got pitching to Grand Granky up top, Cole Pomeranz in the middle, Leak, Hamill, Perez down below. Looking at your evening stacks, Baltimore against Martin Perez. If you're not using him as a punt play, the right-handed bats hit 347 off of him. Top team total on the board. Uh, Dodgers versus Rodon, righties hit 335. I love that. Rangers, lefties and righties, but especially righties hit 361 off Gossman. And then D-backs versus Adam, and they're expensive, but they're the fourth Highest total on the evening slates. So maybe they get overlooked a little, hopefully. 501 total. Lefty's 335. Righty's 343. J.D. Martinez is likely to make his debut. There's a lot to love in that lineup. Herman's cheap. God dang, there's a lot to love in that lineup. Tigers versus Hamlet, 480 total. Lefty's hit 334. Righty's 312. Castellanos continues to crush the baseball. Um, gotta love some of that. Uh, Pirates, lefties versus Davies hit 343. Uh, Royals have tremendous history versus Verlander, 4-7-0 total on the evening. Keep that in mind. For some reason, I'm seeing a 7 o'clock start time for the Angels and Nationals, and they're nowhere to be found on the DraftKings slate. they got to be starting at like 3 o'clock or something. It's got to be a typo on what I'm reading right here. So there's your stacks. Let's look at your BVP before we take off for the day. Um Hayward, 5 for 19 for only a 263 average, but a double and a triple versus Dickey. So not a lot of Cubs have even seen Dickey. Keep that in mind. Uh, as you go down some more, Yankees and Twins, neither team has faced Montgomery or Barrios. That's always intriguing when you're using pitchers. Always intriguing. Um, for the Astros versus Paxton, small sample, but Marizic's 4 for 11 with two doubles. Other than that, as a team, they're only about 209 against him. Springer's only 3 for 18. Two of those three hits are home runs. Gaddis, 4 for 15. That's not good. Altuve, 3 for 14. Pax has had their numbers so far. We'll see if it continues, but he's had their numbers so far. Um, and as a whole, Morton's done really well against them, too. So, interesting matchup there. Padres, Rockies. Arenado's 4 for 9. Lifetime versus Richards with a double and a triple. Desmond batting 338, 6 for 18 with two homers. Yeah, Perara or Gerardo Para five for sixteen with a double. That's a three twelve clip. All small samples, but very good things to like. Will Myers is six for fifteen lifetime off of Gray with two doubles and a homer. Most of the guys have not seen Gray. Evan Longoria eight for twenty three lifetime for Sonny Gray with three doubles and a homer. That's not bad actually, surprisingly. As you go down some more. Da, 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 da. Lucas Duda small sample, but I already loved him before I saw this, but this really lit, lit it up. Six for eight lifetime with a double and two homers against Leak. Love that. Uh, Cabrera's four for 12 versus Leak for a 333 clip. Again, not big samples, but stuff to keep an eye on. Martin, or Mark Trumbo versus Martin Perez, five for 12 lifetime. That's a 417 average with a double and two home runs. Um, Machado's taking him deep. Ricard's three plate appearances against me. He's two for three with a double. 
So keep that in mind as you go down some more. Like Ruggio, Dorvers, Gosman's only three for nine, which is three thirty-three. But all three of those hits were doubles. Choose taking them deep. Uh, Zach, uh, Josh Harrison versus Zach Davies only four for six, but that two doubles hit six sixty-seven. McCutcheon's four for eight with a homer. Polanco's four for ten with a double. Small, small, small samples. As a whole, the, the Brewers are batting a bucko four versus Garrett Cole. Love that. Love it. The Red Sox versus Aaron Sanchez, Mookie Betts, only four for sixteen as a whole, only two sixteen against him. So buyer beware there. Um, one that I love. I told you don't worry about Joey Votto's price tag against Granky. Was it forty two or forty four? Lifetime. This is decent sample size. Twelve for thirty two lifetime. It's a three seventy five average. Four doubles, three home runs. Definitely something to enjoy right there in that ballpark too. Now to the Royals. Bonifacio is only four for seven. It's a 571 clip with a double. Salvador Perez batting 414, 24 for 58. Great sample size. Eight doubles, two home runs. Brandon Moss is taking him deep twice, but only batting 211 and 19 at bats. Eric Hosmer is batting 268, but 22 for 82. Good, good sample size. Five doubles, a triple, two home runs. Lorenzo Kane is batting 275, 11 for 40 with two doubles and a homer. Alex Gordon's only batting a buck 96. But out of his 18 hits and 92 at-bats, he's got five doubles and three home runs. So he's got some power against him. Little little bit of things to like right there. Miguel Cabrera, 6 for 14 off of Jason Hamill. The two doubles, that's about it there. Upton's taking him deep twice. We're only about 216 against him. Uh, that's the Angels Nationals. Yeah, that'll do it. There you go. There's your BVP. Not too much, but not too little. Seven game early. Seven game late on Wednesday. It's a lot to like. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check out DFS Golf Gods British Open Preview. Outstanding stuff to get your DFS lineups ready. Also, Bench of Dub, episode 45. He joined me, as always, to preview the, the next major. Tons of pre, course preview, course history, and a lot of DFS talk. Really good stuff. Give it a listen. About an hour and 15 minutes. You can skip ahead like 20 minutes or whatever to get to the DFS. Really good stuff there. Good strategy talk. A lot of good stuff to get into it. To build your lineups. Um, Bitch with Bubba, episode 46 with Nate Dawkins from Fantrix, Big Guy Fantasy, The Nasty Cast, Fantastics. Tons of like there. He's been on before. Great talks with him. Minnesota Twins, Fantasy Baseball, and Game of Thrones, episode one, season seven. Recap. Tons of the like there. Um, and check out everything else. Lots to love on the Sports DJs these days. Uh, rate, review, spread the word of all the podcasts so we can keep growing them and making them bigger and better. But more importantly, good luck on your Wednesday slate. Seven game early, seven game late, lots to like. And then get ready for the British Open. It starts tomorrow or Wednesday night. It'll start Wednesday night while you're sleeping most likely. But good luck on Wednesday. Let's make some money. And I'll catch you guys on Thursday. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, July 19th edition. I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.